So if I press those buttons while we're recording, it. it'll play, right? <sighs> I knew we shouldn't have moved the board over there. I knew it. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm good, I'm good. I, I know. You know the right buttons now? Come on. Oh, I'm so... <laughs> Okay, I know which ones. Oh, okay. I know which ones I want. Okay. He didn't realize that. You're now it listening. It doesn't turn off. He just keeps pressing it. He's like, why isn't it turning off? And it just keeps okay, pressing it. Okay, I know it turns off eventually, but... You just like, listened to Gene's Music Soup. Welcome to Rallycast. It's still playing right now. You know, this is the intro of the show now. This is it. This is... We're doing cold opens again, and it's Gene learning how to use the roadcaster. I cannot be trusted. I'm not an adult. Cool. Let's do it. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Rally Caps. It's a podcast for artists, entrepreneurs, and everybody in between. I'm Steven. I'm Eric. And I'm Gene. Today, we are talking about a very fun project that some of you might be aware of, but it's Get Bored and Make Stuff. And Yay. it's a little uh, brand that we started. Mm-hmm. I think we officially launched in October of 2023, and you've probably heard us make fun little fake ad placements for it on the show as well, because it's kind of the way that we're funding rally caps as well. So we're going to get into all that today. Hope you enjoy it. If you have listened to the show for three years, which is how old we are now, we turned three last week, super exciting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe leave a rating on the show, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to the show. If you're watching this on YouTube right now with our cool multicam setup that we have going on now, um, like the video, subscribe to the channel. Stay tuned for more exciting updates in the future on the channel. We're trying to make this a beautiful visual piece now. So uh, yeah. We, let's, we have uh, video on Spotify now too. We do have video on Spotify for some episodes. Wait, not all of them? <laughs> not all of them. We have it on some and we're still learning how to integrate that smoothly. But if you like watching <laughs> videos while driving, please stop doing that. <laughs> yeah. mm. Hey, and I bet right now, like four people just put their phones down. They're like, oh, crap. Yep. I can't, yep, I yep, can't yep. keep safety doing this. First. Yeah. No, safety first. Buckle up. Me. <laughs> okay. So get bored and make stuff. Yeah. What is it? Why are we about it? What are we doing with it this year? Going to address all of that. But first, let's rewind two years. Eric, how did this start? Started with the video I made. It was a video I titled, My Phone is Ruining My Creativity. Mm -hmm. And it was right when I got the Canon R5. And I was like, oh, I could shoot in 8K now. (laughs) I don't know. And so that was honestly kind of a catalyst of why I made it. And I was kind of geeking out about having C-Log 2 in a little compact body. I mean, insanely large video files. Massive. Yeah, Yeah, that whole project was, like that whole short film was probably like 800 gigs or something stupid. Yeah, no computer likes dealing with 8K raw footage. No. Especially Canon's codec. It was right when I got the new MacBook Pro though, so it could handle it. And so I was geeking out about that as well. You were. I was like, this is a whole new territory of being able to make things, Mm -hmm. which was super exciting. And I exported it in 8K as well. Yeah. This has nothing to do with how GPS started. No, but, but it's, hey, but, that's a fun little marker in time when no, 8K I, was relevant. I do, yeah. No, I do think that things like that really motivate me to make something. But I think what's so different about that with me is I think a lot of people will see that new piece of gear, that new thing, and then just want to make some something random mm-hmm. or make like some sort of review video about it. Mm-hmm. Whereas I was like, okay, what ex- what existential thing can I talk about mm-hmm. <laughs> while using this new uh, medium? And so I think that's a, a huge. That was a huge turning point for me with uh, using something new and exciting, tech or gear wise, to make something more profound. Yeah. And so the the video r- really dug deep into the amount of time I spent just. On end, with unending consuming mm-hmm. and it not giving me the ability to make anything creative on my own, mm-hmm. not uh, making anything substantial, substantive that I knew I was capable of, 
but was like fully crippled of being able to do. Yeah. Because I was spending every waking moment watching something or scrolling through Twitter. Yep. And it's not like this is some, you know, novel thing. Everyone's doing it now <laughs> with the computers we have in our pocket. So one of the concluding points in the film is to get bored and make stuff to actually force yourself to sit in a quiet room and do nothing and try to let your mind wander mm -hmm. into thoughts that are in the recesses of your brain mm -hmm. so that they can come to the surface and that you can produce something you're capable of producing as an artist. Yeah. Boredom is something that isn't a, a distraction yeah. or something to be solved. Yeah. Boredom is almost the goal mm -hmm. in a sense. And I think that's actually important to define that for us and how we talk about it. Cause I think boredom can kind of have like a split view. For Some sure. people just see boredom as like, Oh, it's a trap. Don't, don't let yourself get bored. And not even in the sense of, Oh, keep consuming content or something along those lines. But like, Oh, you know, if you're, if you're bored, you're not fulfilling yourself or you're not yeah. pursuing enough things that are engaging mm -hmm. in your life. And I think we see it more as, creating space to mm -hmm. like you said let your mind wander yeah and be a little more introspective we don't see boredom as like a bad thing because it can be a really bad thing it can people. yeah where it's like they're just completely stuck and not doing anything mm -hmm. they are bored and unfulfilled and nothing's happening it's kind of leaning into apathy at that point right so you don't you don't want the pendulum to swing in that direction mm -hmm. of boredom yeah. but rather speaking to people who have really to people who have this like innate desire to be making things. Yeah. And like, that is so true of me. So true of so many of my creative friends and people we know in the industry mm -hmm. that that is a common thing that people are like, I just need to be doing something with my hands or learning or creating a film or something mm -hmm. physical or whatever. And I think really at the end of the day, it is speaking to those people where they, they have something to say, they want something, they want to share something with the world, mm -hmm. but they can't because they're so overwhelmed yeah. with everything that already exists. And that plays into imposter syndrome mm -hmm. and just all of the, the creative uh, troubles we find ourselves in. So that time to really just sit with your thoughts is incredibly compelling to the person who's mm -hmm. constantly thinking about how they can't. Mm -hmm. Uh, because it it carves an avenue for you to be able to to think and do. Yeah. So you published that video January 22, 20, sure. 2022. That sounds right. Yeah. I think sure. so, yeah. It was winter, yeah. Yep, winter of 2022. And really resonated with people. Really resonated with people. I saw it, obviously, helped you film it beforehand. I think we're all three of us on that. Mm -mm, I wasn't no, part of that. You were not? Okay. Um, loved the concept. I was like, hey, can I make some wallpapers with that phrase? Because mm -hmm. that phrase is sick. I feel like people would really latch onto that. Mm -hmm. Made some iPhone desktop wallpapers, threw it in a pick time gallery as like a free download, mm -hmm. attached it to your video. I think somewhere around like 800 people ended up downloading it, which was super Whoa, cool. Yeah. That's but wild. Yeah, a ton of people. Like I didn't think about it for a while and I checked back in like a month or two later, tons of downloads on it, wow. like tons and tons of downloads. And that was like this really interesting beginning of like putting some kind of look to the phrase building yeah. that was like the origin identity yeah. of the thing yeah because people saw that they're like whoa i'd like that on a t-shirt is what people said when they saw the wallpapers for sure they're like okay that's kind of cool i like that i like that and i think that was the moment where the seed was planted for a sure. little bit like, like yeah. okay this is something cool let's sit on it and see what we can develop with it over time because it wasn't, it wasn't just like we want to, okay, cool, let's just make t-shirts that say get bored and make mm -mm. stuff. Mm -mm. We weren't really interested in playing that game. Like the, okay, cool, here's the catchphrase and yep. let's make merch about it. Like a month later. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was not into that idea. I've never really been into that idea. I think it could be cool, but like what's, what is the sustainability in that approach? Mm -hmm. I feel like it's just like uh, drop after drop with new phrases and you know it's just selling for the sake of selling and I really only feel like that model works for massive massive accounts mm. yeah that can appeal to like tens of thousands of people that are wanting to buy that kind of stuff mm -hmm. so then we started to sit back and be like okay if we end up making something with this phrase 
it's going to be a, it's going to be about it. Right. Mm -hmm. You know? And, and so we're like, okay, what do we develop as a philosophy with this thing? And how do we let that lead what we end up making with it? Yes. Mm -hmm. So I think a cool thread that kind of ties the documentary into this a little bit is the three of us really acted as the core team for most of the doc trips that were stripped down. Mm -hmm. The three of us were on a few trips just with us. And for any new listeners, we filmed a feature length documentary oh, yeah. all of yeah. 22 and 23. Yes. Which we have very exciting updates coming. Uh, <laughs> Very, very soon. Yeah, soon. Probably too too soon, actually. Probably already out. Probably by the time you're listening to this, there's there's um, some stuff announcements there. public. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that's yeah. Shelf that for for an exciting time in the future. Um, we, I think, almost embodied the phrase "get bored and make stuff" on some of these doc trips because yeah. I I one of my favorite memories of it, honestly was all of the lunches that the three of us would go out yeah. and have together that turned into like hours long conversations that turned into coffee that turned into all these brainstorming sessions about what we wanted to do yeah. as a team. Yeah. Gene, what were some of your favorite moments from those trips? Yeah. I mean, the one that comes to mind for sure that I think we always uh, like talk about is that Nashville trip, mm -hmm. right? That one that we, uh, I forgot which part of the production we were there for. Who, I think that was whoever no, knows. November of I think it was November of twenty twenty two. It would have been twenty twenty two, yeah. And it was around that time. It yeah. was I think it was actually it was post the, Saint August. It was right after Saint Augustine. It was right before it Sac. Right before or, yeah, race. that's it, right. It was where we filmed um, Maddie's parents in the backyard. Bill and Tina. Yeah. we were talking with them. Yep. That whole trip. Yeah. So I re, I re, I remember that trip being very formative in us just having more conversations about. Um, obviously get bored and make stuff, but the application of that ethos to just us three and things that we wanted to work on. And then I also remember CIM vividly in that there was a lot of, it was crazy, but not crazy because mm -hmm. we were there for so long too, especially us three. We yeah. were there for almost a week. Yeah. So that gave us a lot of time on the front end to not only prepare for all the doc stuff, but it, it gave space for a lot of conversations pertaining to get bored and make stuff. Um, and I remember on that trip too, even when we had the Airbnb where everyone was there, our entire team, mm -hmm. I remember like taking <laughs> a couple different photo walks where some of them, I didn't yeah. even take that many photos, but just there was no purpose in them. It wasn't like, oh, let's get these like awesome photos to post on Instagram. It was just us walking around yeah. and talking, Yeah, people holding coffee cups, some people bring cameras. But I think that's been a, a big part of our culture, not only within us three, but even when we think about like the greater part of our studio and the team for the doc, mm -hmm. really just not everything have to be having to be about um, like results and deliverables and like the next actionable step. But some of it was just slowing down, mm -hmm. being present in those moments. And those are some of my most fond memories mm -hmm. of the production of the doc was those little spaces of time where we weren't running around because there was a lot of running around. Yeah. Um, but I think that was a running no, documentary. Like, <laughs> literally. Um, but like, I think a lot of those in-between moments were the moments that were so formative and kind of bringing us to where we're at today as a group. I, uh, one yeah. distinct ap application in that was one, I think it was May of 23, right around when we interviewed Matthias, where we filmed mm. downtown Franklin. Mm. Oh, yeah. And then... Oh, that's the mellow mushroom trip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, 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 yes. But yes. the yes, three yes. of us were like, we weren't filming Joe's, just like just shooting B-roll. That's Franklin. right. That's right. Yeah. Oh. And that was just so magical and yeah. such a sweet evening to like the yeah. cow pasture yes. and the, the farm roads. Yep. And that ended up being a lot, a lot of the opening sequence yeah. of the film. Yep between title cards and like the first scene setting, establishing stuff. That was such a good trip. And that, that was great. That felt like but with Matthias's interview, it was like, oh wow, we have a movie now. Yeah, mm. yeah. No, that was a very peaceful one, right. I think. We were supposed to film with Joe. We were supposed to do a lot more than yeah. we thought. And yeah. then you know, yeah. Oliver came oh. three weeks early. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I think people know that, right? Yeah, people, I, yeah. Right? Yeah. I think we've told that story on oh, the show before, we have. actually. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that one felt like a really cool, like, 
almost almost like a full circle moment for the three of us in particular. Yeah. Because that one was the end of the three of us going on trips. It was the last like big production. You and I took one last trip. Yeah. August of twenty three. Mm-hmm. Um, but the May trip was really like the last full one, I think, to our standards. Mm-hmm. And it was also the one that I think kind of concluded like the three of us going on the road together in that capacity mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. those specific reasons. Yeah. Yep. And it was it was really beautiful. And going back to what you said too about the Sacramento photo walks and uh, all the visits to Scorpio and also Chris coming out early to hang with us mm-hmm. as well That's was right. really fun. And That's right. There was just a lot of beauty, I think, that came from those downtimes, just hanging out together, enjoying each other's company, envisioning what we could build together, mm-hmm. uh, and really just throwing our dreams out there. And ultimately, being about that idea of getting bored and making something. Yeah. Like, there were plenty of times that we just put cameras down, put them to the side, said, we're sick of this, we just wanna be with each other, be friends, be people together. And I think some really beautiful stuff came out of that. And I feel like that's what ultimately drove the desire and like low key built this brand yeah. mm-hmm. the entire time. Even when we weren't explicitly talking about it, it was building the foundation for it. Yeah. And on a side with that, like Chris kind of taking on that philosophy as well. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's Chris Chu, by yeah, the way. It could be, it could be you just extending yourself and offering work up for free, mm-hmm. kind of the same idea. Whereas like you, it's really that idea of you are applying your skills and creativity to something without asking for anything in return. Mm-hmm. I think that's really applicable to the photo walk or taking a chance on going out for an evening and getting B-roll and that being the thing that ends up tying loose strings together. Yep. Chris came out, was like, I don't need to be paid by you guys. Just want to be, I just want to hang around and be a part of it and help. And he heard about Bandit on that. Yeah, trip. yeah, that's he, right. We were just texting about this. Yeah, he's like, I had no idea what Bandit was, and then Bandit ended up being the brand that Joe. We ended up shooting for Bandit with. also. Sh- yeah, our team shot for oh, yeah. Bandit. It was yeah. only like at that point the brand's only two months old. Yes, Chris, first time hearing about it, we were helping them on mm. the course, getting some photos, mm-hmm. and now fast forward year and a half later, and Chris is on like a six month year contract yeah. with yeah. shooting YouTube videos for Bandit. And like uh, really beautiful videos. Yeah. They're very good, yeah. Very, very doc cool. style, very Chris. Yeah, and uh, it's called Dialed, if you wanna check it out. So good. Uh, on Bandit's YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, I, you just, again, it's that whole philosophy of, and I think a lot of the work for free stuff kinda ties into that, where I think we discussed that a lot, it's like, working for free is this double-edged sword where you shouldn't be doing it all the time. Like, obviously you can't, Mm -hmm. it's impossible to do that sustainably, but allowing for that to be a reality sometimes Yes. for the opportunity of what could come of it, whether it's a new uh, front that you are embarking on as a creative and you growing as an artist Mm -hmm. or the business opportunities you are allowing for yourself. Yeah and the ability to make more money and make this more of a career for yourself, the connections that you can make, the yep. yeah, all the good things that come from that. We have done one episode on working for free before. I would love to do another one this year because that last one was maybe two years ago, mm-hmm. and I think it'd be really cool to do a follow-up mm-hmm. on that no because doubt. I think there's immense value in building margin into your life for free work, which yeah. I think could also be considered passion projects. Which is like the whole boredom. Yes concept yeah it's like quite literally and i'm sorry if i'm jumping ahead in the outline for today but like this is our first and i think this will be an episode in the coming weeks this is our first day of carving out a four-hour section of the week to commit to rally caps and gbms Mm -hmm. where we have this structure to be creative and now that a lot of our life in our studio spaces is more organized Mm -hmm more dialed, if you will, um, between the way things look, the way things are organized, put together. We're finally fleshing out all of these things that we've wanted to do with these spaces for so long. We feel like we have the bandwidth to be like, all right, this is the time we are committing to make things. Mm-hmm. And we know that when we commit to this time mm-hmm. and allow ourselves to wander through the creativity of our minds in that, in that four-hour chunk, we're going to come up with some really special stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that more in depth in another future episode yeah. about 
why creativity needs boundaries, which I can't, I cannot wait for that episode. Mm. I know it's not today, but I, I'm really excited about that one too. But, but yeah, today is our first work sprint, like a proper work sprint. Yeah. yeah. Let's yeah. talk about like what the short term vision is for GBMS, yep. the medium vision. <laughs> well, we should probably talk about how it also got here. Yeah. What's happened thus far. Yes. Yeah. So we've gotten to the point, let's maybe uh, just go back to, I think May, 2023 was the last kind of time stamp that we gave Nashville. Great trip. Super fun. That was probably the moment we were like, this, this needs to be a thing. You yeah. Know? We've sat on it for a little over a year. Let's actually make it a reality. So that was when the building process began, mm -hmm. which was tedious and fulfilling and very good. Um, for context, for anyone that is maybe interested in building something like this, you can, one, go to our website, getboardmakestuff.com, and see all this for yourself. If you are watching on YouTube, you want to listen along and see exactly what we're talking about as we're doing this. Um, and while you're there, you can actually take 10% off your order with RallyCaps10 at checkout. Mm -hmm. That's only for RallyCaps listeners. Permanent code. Go check it out. Enjoy it. Do it. Uh, but the website is very cool. It's all built on a company called Fourth Wall. Mm -hmm. Fourth Wall is a creator focused platform for creator merch essentially mm -hmm. that's kind of the log line of them i had no idea who they were or what they did they i assume in what was probably a just a blanket marketing email had reached out in june got an email from them and they're like hey you should create an account on fourth wall sell merch I'm like oh that seems super cool let's look into it turns out it is such an easy, low friction, beautiful way to create stuff for your audience. And I think that was actually the turning point for this mm -hmm. because that was how we wanted to start, was just creating something that had tangible assets mm -hmm. and other types of things that we could sell, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, but the method was really, I think, what was holding us back. Was right. Like, how there's, do we do this? How do we do this? Like there's so there's so many options yeah. that it can be overwhelming and that decision fatigue can totally collapse any momentum that you build. So getting that email from fourth wall is like, oh, super cool. Awesome. The whole premise behind it also, if you're interested, it is a great service. It's totally free, but you also need to have certain social stats in order to apply mm. to be on there. So they don't take anyone. You have to have certain like minimums as far as like subscribers or follower counts are concerned. They're not very high. I think most people could achieve them if you're listening to this right now and you're interested in it. Um, but there is that kind of like prerequisite before you're able to get on board. Um, but that also I think is kind of cool because it's I think low key like a motivator mm -hmm. for people. It mm -hmm. keeps them accountable to actually yeah. showing up to whatever their audience is and, and making things for them yeah. and sharing their work online. So Fourth Wall is the name of the company. That's the website builder. That's what organizes all of the designing for the shirts and all of the inventory, the drop shipping, mm -hmm. um, top to bottom. It takes care of everything. Um, drop shipping also, just to define that, uh, is actually, I'm sorry. I, I actually said that incorrectly. Drop shipping is different from print on demand, which is mm -hmm. what we do. Printing on demand, uh, I will design something. I'll throw it up on a T-shirt on our site mm -hmm. and then all of the fulfillment happens through fourth wall we don't have to have inventory we don't have to print anything ourselves we don't have to send orders to anyone package anything we have fourth wall take care of all of that for us which is incredible because building a business with inventory is extremely difficult mm -hmm. and that again just kind of takes some of the pressure off of the creator's shoulders so everything that we sell is through them the designs run through me mm -hmm. go up on the website go through uh you know different prints t-shirts hoodies whatever i think eric's actually wearing mm -hmm. one of our hoodies right now yeah um it's got graphics on the back got graphics on the back plain black on the front and <laughs> oh boy here there we go. go yep <laughs> oh got the hold on hold on no can you stay there can you stay there <laughs> oh no I don't know what sound he's. Oh no! What sound is it? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that you doing that reminded me of um. What is that? What's the Bill Hader sketch? 
the cut for time uh, one. Um, da, 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 the dance, da, da, the dancing da, 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 way. Um, Can I get a whoop? <laughs> his, <laughs> the name, his name in it. Or he's like, dang it, the little dancing. You little stinker. <laughs> he's being a little stinker. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I love that sketch so much. That's so good. Um, yes. So that all, all of those factors all add up to a very, uh, simple and, um, low barrier to entry option mm -hmm. for us to use in order to create and ship everything. So that's what we've been working on since May from May to October was mm -hmm. kind of the building phase, yeah. getting the website ready going through designs, ordering some samples to make sure quality was all good. Everything was printing the way that we wanted it to print. Um, so there was still some investment on our part. You don't have to do that technically, but uh, we wanted to because we wanted everything that we were shipping to people to actually have our stamp of approval before uh, it got shipped. Uh, and I think that's maybe a reason why either print on demand or drop shipping can sometimes get a bad rep is because more often than not, it's used as kind of a quick cash grab. Yeah. yeah. And it's easy, right? Like you can just throw up whatever you want on these different blanks that you can select from and you can just quickly print money in that sense. And we didn't want to go about it in the same way. We wanted to actually put up, you know, a couple hundred bucks, actually sample the things first, make sure everything looked good, felt good. Mm -hmm. The quality of everything was there before we felt comfortable yeah. releasing it to the public. Uh, and that alone was like a pretty fun process. What is what time is it right now? It's it's <laughs> it's Wednesday, isn't it? Yeah, so it is Wednesday mornings that our our lovely building cleaners come in and very Ruin loudly power wash the hallway. <laughs> I'm so sorry if you hear that right now. Can you hear it? You will. Can you hear it, Gene? Oh, uh, you can definitely. But hear I can it. cover it with. Oh, oh no! Okay, I won't. <laughs> hey, Chad, you know it'd be really funny. Because we do multi-track out of the Roadcaster now, you could actually just not add the music Gene was playing earlier, and Eric no. could dance to Silence. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please, that do I just, that. I just realized that the no. music isn't baked into the track anymore. <laughs> That's funny. Because <laughs> it'll be a separate track. Yes, it'll yeah. be a separate track. That's yeah. Funny. Oh, nice. That's fun. Um, so I mean, we. <laughs> We like soft launched it. We did a we did a special drop to, when we so October was everything. the soft launch. Yeah. yeah, which in September we did a fun styled photo shoot, which yeah. I want to take a quick aside to talk about because I think that's something we're really excited about in the future. Mm -hmm. Photographing our own products. Yeah, yeah. Gene, talk more about that, please. Yeah, we um, when you mocked up the design for the very first drop, which was also a limited run. It was a hundred. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yep. So I think like we. We knew that. Ooh, that's bad. <laughs> that's so to like right up on our door. Such door. a powerful clean. Oh my goodness. That's rude. <laughs> goodness gracious. We can't see Wednesdays anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like us being photographers, that that was something that we were able to leverage was that specific skill set in marketing the launch of GBMS. Mm -hmm. So um, we set aside a day to just take photos of various vignettes, uh, different looks, different lightings, uh, scenarios, a lot of film. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. And then we used those assets really to push that very first launch. Yep. Yeah. Which is super fun. Yeah. Shirt sold out within, I think, four or five days. Yeah, really well received. It was really well cool received. to see people wear that shirt and share it on Instagram. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. they still like trickle in, which is fun. Yes. Like yeah. every once in a while, I'll see. Yeah. It's, it's cool about it. too, because like uh, in fourth walls, like dashboard, you can see the individuals, all the orders. Mm -hmm. So like when you see your friend's name show up or yeah. like that creator or that person, it was really cool to track who was making those orders. Yeah. yeah. Just to be explicitly clear too, we're not affiliated with fourth wall in any way. <laughs> <laughs> I talked about them a lot. Only because I really like the platform. It's I think great. It's really excellent. We have no zero affiliation with them at all. Uh, it just is a really good all-in-one platform for people to use because, again, of that low friction, easy barrier to entry, um, you can really like get going quickly. Um, and the quality of everything is really good. They have a great assortment of yeah. blanks and... Um, I think it just like it passed our standard of quality. Great. And it had a lot of options to offer people. Uh, and 
beyond physical stuff, you have the option to add digital products as mm -hmm. well, which we will touch on in a sec. But Eric, I wanted to ask you about kind of building off of what Gene was talking about with the photo shoot for the first shirt that we dropped to soft launch. That cleaning <laughs> is just so loud and so distracting. Um, it's like they know we're doing this and They're they trolling get right us. up on the door. Yeah. So you just hear it nice and clearly. They're just going in circles in front of our door. Right They're now. just... <laughs> Yeah. Just one dude, just doing donuts. And <laughs> we, little Zamboni. Um, something we've talked about is creating little commercials, like yeah. mini ads for future products as well. Mm -hmm. That's that's very exciting. Are there any specific ideas you have in mind for that right now? Well, I think at large, the biggest thing I'm, I'm excited about with GVMS and really I, what pushed the needle for us was me in particular, I felt really frustrated by the amount of friction with brand deals and sponsorships and clients. You know, it's like the, the common thing that most creative folks are frustrated with. Mm -hmm. Or it's like you have a vision for your creativity. You express that. They say, yes, that's great. Awesome. You do it. And they're like, okay, let's change everything. And you're like, why? <laughs> Um, and so when you have that feeling, when you have that feeling of, I have this really good idea that's from inside me and I want to express it. And the only way to do that sustainably is to do it with another brand who's then dictating and reshaping that mm -hmm. it can be a really frustrating process. And so I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, how do we, not to say that we're going to cut all brands and, and sponsorships and affiliations out. I have no interest in doing that entirely, but how could we build a brand that allows us to do that for ourselves where we become our own boss in a sense, mm -hmm. or we are the brand that is giving the creative direction and then we are the creatives executing that direction. Mm -hmm. All of our ideas can be fleshed out exactly how we want them to be fleshed out. So yeah, I, I get really excited about, okay, so if we do more clothing, and more merch drops, how will we integrate that into short films and other really unique photo shoots mm -hmm. that can market that uh, that drop or that collection. But really, at the end of the day, what I care about most is like people are grasping onto this philosophy mm -hmm. and people are seeing the idea of getting bored and making things and putting them out into the world with intentionality being the thing that matters the most. And so if we could grow a company, a brand that is doing that and helping people get out of ruts, mm -hmm. that's really what I care about most. And obviously with any company that has a strong philosophy, there needs to be some sort of, you know, monetary growth so that it can be sustainable for us and our time and all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, what's so exciting is that it could like legitimately change people's lives and careers mm -hmm. in, a, in their creativity. And so that's what gets me most excited uh, about the campaigns we will inevitably do because Steven's brought so much to the table with his design work in this process with, with digital wallpapers and free downloads and stuff and all the designs for the merch. I feel like where Gene and I can bring a lot of value to the table is, is using uh, the tools that we have with our photography and filmmaking. Not that Steven does, Steven does that as well, but we can find ways and we've been doing that this is sort of the short-term vision mm -hmm. we have now where it ties into a recent episode about making instagram reels like yeah what kind of what kind of short internet videos can we make that are tied to this brand that have a strong message that make people like want to share it to their story yes and spread this message mm -hmm. um and that just kind of being the foundation and the seeds of of the wildfire that we want it to be yes um and so that that gets me really excited because Short form is just this really fun, beautiful way to execute creative ideas quickly mm -hmm. and they can be really impactful, mm -hmm. but also being okay with like, that's not the thing that I'm going to be remembered for necessarily, Yeah, mm -hmm. but it could change the trajectory of someone's like day, week, year, mm -hmm. life. I think that concept is really cool. Yeah. 100%. It could be done in the four hours. Yeah, we commit to it on a Wednesday. Yeah, which is what we're in the middle of right now. We yeah. are doing, which I think is is going to make pretty huge waves for the growth of the brand. Is uh, each week it'll be a moving target each week based off of schedules. But yeah. the three of us are committed to doing a four hour work sprint together each week with uh, rally caps and get bored and make stuff as the two focal points. So you are 
hanging out with us in our first hour of that work sprint. We're recording this episode. And then when we wrap, we will immediately move into creating some of those reels, creating mm-hmm. some of those trailers, taking some photos, getting bored, making stuff yeah. to actually promote this and to, I think, nurture our creativity as well. Mm-hmm. Like if we're going to create beautiful things and useful tools in the name of get bored and make stuff, we need to also embody the brand ourselves and need to actually live out that philosophy. And that's exactly what we're going to do today, which is really fun. We're doing it right now. Mm -hmm. Thanks for being with us. It's really exciting. So, okay. That's short-term goals with just kind of dumping gas onto everything. Um, Fun reels, great photos, interesting ideas for how we can just share the philosophy online. Yeah. And and in that time, like numbers wise, we, grew the Instagram account to a thousand followers. And I like, I don't always want a number to be a metric for, for, you know, growth or success, but that can be a really good motivating factor, similar to what you're talking about with fourth wall and like being able to do it Mm -hmm. because like at the end of the day, if you want a brand to be successful, you need numbers of people who are like latching onto it Mm -hmm. as well whether that is people kind of lurking in the shadows watching it or if it is the mm-hmm. actual f- like physical follower number growing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just really cool to see like what works and what doesn't and yep. like exploring that side of, of like the creative business as well. Yep. Yeah. Some more medium term stuff. We'll start to plan more drops for the year, mm-hmm. uh, more interesting either uh, merch objects that people can wear yeah. to rep the brand, uh, tools that people can use, physical tools that people can use to also encourage their creativity. Um, on that note, I've been really interested in doing a Chicago-themed drop. Mm. Hopefully this spring, I think it'd be really fun to do something a little more localized, something yeah. that people can kind of, in the Chicago area, really feel excited to wear. Yeah, Gene, you recently led for our studio this awesome Emilion Dior inspired shoot <laughs> and yes i did say it kind of french because i was a little unsure of how to pronounce it out loud so i kind of just yes i yeah. kind of just gargled it a little bit and that's fine you recently led a very cool shoot for our studio mm-hmm. for all of the leaders of the studio the six mm-hmm. of us who run creative club chicago brilliant shoot pulled it off effortlessly well done what kind of shoot would you envision for a chicago themed drop for get bored and make stuff yeah, I would, um, my, after the, that shoot you're referencing, after we wrap that up, mm-hmm. my head's been uh, in a space where I want to do a lot more of that kind of stuff with um, like GBMS, just in general, but mm-hmm. specifically with the usage of film, just because that's the thing that, that's the medium I'm most excited about. Um, but oh man, like I, for that one, I would actually love to source people who are not within our circle. So not familiar faces. Cool, okay. But kind of like a bandit that we referenced earlier. Um, building out a set or doing it even like environmentally, like in Chicago and maybe even like poking some fun at like the very typical places like the bean, but doing it in like a very cool, unique way would be so much fun. I think like really (laughs) leaning into taking advantage of Chicago and how beautiful it is. But that's like what I want to contribute to with GBMS this year, at least, or at least with like the next six months or the short to medium goals Mm -hmm. is really a lot of creative direction with the photo still side of everything. Great. Um, It's just because it's so much of where I'm at in my own personal life with my interests as well, whether it's like style or aesthetic, just it's what really piques my interest. So I think making that application to GBMS would really get me excited, but a Chicago themed shoot Mm -hmm. for the Chicago drop would be incredible. Mm -hmm. Go up to like 360 tower, get some views from up top, Mm. go to the bean. Architectural tour on the boat, on the river. Architectural. Bunch of people watching, GBMS just like right in the middle would be really cool too. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, that'd be sweet. All the buildings around, yeah. What's that one? It's like this kind of, it's like a low key spot. It's like, um, uh, like North Ave, um, I don't think. And New Year's, Charlie, <laughs> as soon as he started. What's that? Um, what's the, yeah, the one. Wrigley Field, United mm, Center, mm, yeah. Soldier Field, Guaranteed Rate Field. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, the White Sox Stadium. <laughs> okay, actually, though, hmm? we should do the tour of Wrigley that we did with Danny. Oh, yeah. And just all wear our own stuff on that tour yeah. and just take photos of ourselves the entire time. Yes. Yeah. It's a walking tour. We get to use Wrigley as the backdrop. Mm. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure and they would love that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, mm. 
you, I mean, you have to wear clothing on the tour. It's so. true. You like, have to bring might a film as well camera be our own too. cool stuff. Yeah. You have to bring a film camera. Yep. Yeah. And you have to wear all the merch while you're there. So I took yeah. some great, I mean, there's some really cool spots yeah. that you get to see. I saw Tom Ricketts on the street the other day, owner of the Cubs. I just stop oh. him real quick. Oh, hey, man. Hey, would hey. you like some promotion? Hey, Coop. <laughs> yeah, th hey, this could be a good thing for you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, so I got a brand that might put the Cubs back on the map. Hey. I don't know. Hey, listen, you want to do a little clap? It's been pretty quiet since 2016. <laughs> oh, can we just use the Cubs logo for a shirt? A t-shirt for a bunch of millennial creators? <laughs> we'll sell like 50 to 60 of that. <laughs> could be a good thing for you. Maybe. So yeah, something along those lines? Yeah. Chicago? Mm -hmm. I think Chicago themed shoot for that drop would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. I think Chicago for the, the merch theme. And like yeah. keep it to like two specific things yeah, mm -hmm. yeah make yeah. it pretty pretty dialed for like mm. those one or two things yeah just make it really beautiful and yeah. fun it would be really cool to see once that drop comes out out in the wild yeah someone we don't know wearing that like that's my that's what i want to mm -hmm. see this year is just walking on chicago we go to blue bottle for coffee and you just yeah. see someone wearing that's yeah. what i want to see yeah, yeah i think really I, cool. I do think that's like a huge market for growth for us is really focusing in on chicago yeah because oh. people love having things from the places they live yeah even if it's not a permanent home for them <clears throat> if it's a stop along the way in their life like they still want to collect those things yeah. that mark those chapters in their life and whether it's a print that we design or it's a shirt whatever it is like there is something to be said about those local feeling things. Mm -hmm. I think that could really put us on the map. Yeah. At least in Chicago. Okay, so now long term. Mm. Physical things aside. Yeah. Which is something I, I love very dearly. I cherish. We also want to create tools and trains. So we have cleaners and subway trains. <laughs> that probably, mm, no. <laughs> it's gone it's gone nope no it's not <laughs> of course it's not no um we also want to create some digital assets <laughs> it's just trolling. it just tro wow it's so rude on okay, a Wednesday digital assets rude. digital assets it actually it actually <laughs> did, they they probably didn't hear that last one but it did it one more time and that is just rude just, it's, it's rude. just rude it's, it's rude. really rude i'm gonna file a complaint and no one's gonna read it um digital assets are a huge part of why we wanted to start gbms in the very first place yeah i don't know how much we want to give away no yeah but for starters we mm -hmm. can just talk about the fact that currently on the site available are just a bunch of free wallpaper packs mm -hmm. they are little visual reminders that you can put on your phone or your laptop to either Stop looking at your phone or your laptop. <laughs> Detox from dopamine <laughs> to get bored and make stuff. Yeah. Um, those are very literal reminders that will always be present on your screened devices that can hopefully help encourage you to maybe spend a little less time on them. Go download them right now. They are on the website, linked in the description, mm -hmm. YouTube, Spotify, Apple, all the good places. There are some tools that we want to create for a wide array of artists, mm -hmm. I'll say, broadly speaking, that also encourage boredom, also encourage creativity, kind of offer up this like sandbox level of creativity, if you will, mix and match type of things, um, stuff that's all like intercompatible within mm -hmm. different pieces of software that can, again, just kind of help you do your own thing. Not necessarily do it just to rip a style yeah. or to copy someone else, but to explore and yeah. to expand. And I'm being so vague because I don't know how much of it we want to talk about yeah. yet because we are kind of in the midst of discussing building up to a digital drop, mm -hmm. which we just talked about this week. Mm -hmm. And it, you think of a brand or a business like this and it's not like things like this don't exist already. Right. And that's the challenging part about all this is you come up with these ideas and you're like, well... That's just us being this brand. That's just us being this person who does those things. I think what's going to make this so special is if people are actually bought into the philosophy yeah. of it. The way we have, the way we will be intending selling those digital products is that outside of the physical products, like the physical products is a way to support us and a way to represent that brand and idea and be proud of it and wear it and just be a part of it. 
but the digital products is like, yes, you might be able to find something comparable somewhere else mm -hmm. with this thing. But if it can be applied the way we are encouraging people to apply it, it could be so transformative in the way they think and act as a creative, as an artist. Yeah. I think it's really often that I've experienced this, I'm sure you guys have as well, where you buy a digital preset pack, a whatever look thing, and then it just kind of sits in a folder after just, you know, like being excited and excited about using it one time. Mm -hmm. But rather these tools being something that you visit regularly mm -hmm. or some sort of way that we market it and sell it, that it encourages folks to visit it frequently yeah. or have reminders if they're part of the community to revisit that thing if they purchased it or email reminders or challenges or campaigns mm -hmm. that encourage people to use that thing and then have contests or whatever the case is mm. um, to really just like be a community in that because there have been tools that we have bought and, yes. and used and continue to use that are so valuable to our creative process and helped us really overcome some creative humps in the dock and mm. in our own yep. personal brands on YouTube and our photography. Mm -hmm. And we owe it to those brands to like that they helped shape our creative voice. So if we could be that for other people as well in, you know, a world filled of influencers actually do some like tangible, real influencing uh, in, in the most positive sense that's yeah. sustainable. Yeah. I think the biggest component of the design process for a lot of these things is empathy mm -hmm. because we've said for, we have five pretty clear cut ideas for things that we will create or are in the process of creating currently. And they're all things that we have said, Oh, I wish I had this for this clip right now or this transition mm -hmm. right now or whatever it is. It could be visual. It could be audio. Mm -hmm. It could be, a bunch of different things, yeah. but they're all things that we might even be currently using on some of the stuff that we're sharing right now. Who knows? Look, look close. I don't <laughs> know. Maybe, maybe you're seeing some of the stuff that we're going to eventually sell, um, but we're only doing it because we actually use them and want things like this and would have loved to have found something like this a year to three, four, five years ago, mm -hmm. um, all coming from a place of like actual need and not just shilling something that we can sell to an audience. Yeah. No, I'm also really excited as far, like in conjunction with long-term goals, what we're discussing as far as like products. Uh, I really like the model of what Yes Theory has done with mm -hmm. their brand Seek Discomfort. Yep. And so not necessarily like model after that, that blueprint, but um, the idea of like get bored and make stuff and cultivating a community around that and even doing like events or ho like a Chicago event this year where it's a GBMS. It's not a creative club. It's a GBMS hosted event. Like that'd mm -hmm. be incredible to bring people together who want to embody that sentiment. Uh, I think it would be really cool to really like yep. physically, tangibly cultivate that community. Really fun. And not just be like the typical photographer's workshop where everybody's yeah. like, photographing the same style like put your, shoots. Put your cameras yeah. down, put your phones down, let's right. just hang out and talk, or let's run this exercise, but yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Just coat check at the door. Yeah. No social media is allowed. <laughs> Nothing digital. Yeah. You can bring your typewriter and, you can, <laughs> and your cassette player. Yeah. But yeah, that, that plays into other like long, long-term vision mm -hmm. goals where, yeah, I don't I guess maybe we won't... Me, mm, disclose that stuff yet yeah but there's really exciting stuff happening behind the scenes and it, it could, excites us it could manifest into physical locations uh-huh and and partnerships with large companies if that yeah. <laughs> who knows yeah um nothing's set in stone yet but the i think biggest takeaway is that regardless of those big things we are still showing up every day yeah we're still doing the thing mm -hmm. we are putting up the structure that we need to actually make this thing come to life. Mm. And that's really exciting. Yeah. Because if we could be fully self-contained at one point where we can just make stuff on our own time and schedule mm -hmm. and promote our own stuff where we're not splitting revenue with some other entity or company and it's just everything is organic coming from us. If we got to a place like that one day, that would just be the dream, honestly. The literal dream. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... If you are interested in supporting any of the stuff that we do and 
any of this sounded remotely interesting or compelling, you can check out all the stuff we have been working on at getboardmakestuff.com, linked below, and maybe just sign up for one of the wallpapers or something. Get on the email list and stay tuned for future updates because we have a lot of stuff in the pipeline right now that we're working on currently yeah. that will be launched in the next couple of months. And follow us on Instagram as well to stay tuned there because we just enjoy sharing stuff there, sharing our hearts with you guys and mm -hmm. sharing philosophy and being about what we were doing yes. in the studio. The idea of digital homestead came into my mind. Digital homestead. The metaverse. No. Oh. You just ruined that for me. What's digital? Good job. Oh, it's the full self-sustaining thing. The full self-sustaining thing? Yeah, if we're fully self-sustained oh. as, as GBMS, oh. making our own stuff. Digital homestead. Yeah. Oh. Get what I mean? Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> Like a homestead where it's like, homestead. you know, they have their own, they're like off the grid. Oh, oh. Fully self-sustained. Okay, now I'm not trolling. I actually get what you mean now. That's what I mean. Yeah. Nice. Goodness. Nice. I understood the entire time. I was just nice. observing and watching. <laughs> Digital <laughs> apocalypse bunker. There you go. Great. Great. <laughs> Eric's annoyed now. He's like, you buffoons. I really didn't know what you meant the first time. <laughs> he said metaverse. He's like, Digital <laughs> homestead. Digital homestead. <laughs> Digital homestead. This is my digital homie. <laughs> His name is Meta Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually really good. <sighs> awesome. Well, thanks for watching, listening. Appreciate y'all. Get bored. Make stuff. Do you want to hit him with a sound? I do. Yeah. <laughs> DJ Khaled. <laughs> You're not gonna put these in, are you? <laughs> I will. Okay. Who know? I don't even know what it what is happening. Yeah. What's actually? I said I will before I knew what you were. Crowd cheering. Crowd cheering. Oh, cool. Can you actually narrate the sounds that you're? This is good. Woo! Can you? No, no, no. Yeah. Okay. Good. Awesome. <laughs> Perfect. Next one. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs>